Welcome to our podcast. We are New Horizons Christian Fellowship from Starkville, Mississippi. We are about kingdom family, reaching up to the Father, reaching in to each other, and reaching out to the world. We hope you will be strengthened and encouraged by the message. So we're, we're talking about deacons or servant. You know, we decided we're not calling them deacons here. We're, we're calling them servant leadership, servant, leaders of servant teams. I'm not sure what we're calling them, but something like this, not deacon, okay? Because deacon has a lot of baggage with it. It's, it's, it's funny how the New Testament, in the New Testament translations, we often translate, we translate all the words, but there's a few that do, uh, we transliterate them, and this is one that we transliterated, and that's deacon. And so what I would like to do is for us to look at that, that uh, word deacon. Let's see. Please. Well, oh, I know, would help to turn it on. There we go. There we go. So this is going to be, for me, I, I want you to let that image go deep into you. Serve one another. Galatians 5, 13. Serve one another. Jesus washing the feet of the disciples. And he's called us to do that, even into the world of the coronavirus. We're to be washing dirty feet. Now, you're going to see this in the backdrop of every slide that I put up here today. Every slide. But I want, let's, let's just talk about what we, where we find deacon. You see it in the background? That's kind of cool, right? Go ahead and say, that's cool, Johnny. All right. So Acts chapter 6, verses 1 through 4, is when the, the early church, they actually selected uh, those that would be servants, deacons and deaconesses, they, they selected them so, because the apostles were <clears throat> too consumed with things and they weren't able to take care of the, the, the widows that were being overlooked and the daily distribution. First of all, there's a distribution. Isn't that cool? They were caring for each other. And, and some were being missed. And so the 12 said, hey, we need to be praying and giving ourselves to the word. And they selected uh, seven men and, and, and set them apart to wait on the tables. And that actually is what deacon means. It means waiting on tables. It means serving. <clears throat> so now the word deacon is not found in that passage, but it is what we point back to. And if we go to 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 8, we do find where it talks about the qualifications of a deacon, after it talks about the qualifications of an elder, you see the qualifications of deacon, and, and, and deacon was a recognized opportunity to serve in the early church. But y'all, as I started studying this and thought about service, God's called us to serve. He's called us, he set us apart to serve, but when I started looking at servant, and I thought I knew a lot about it, but I want to tell you, my revelation on this went off the charts, even as I began to prepare for this. Because there, there are several words for serving, and we're going to look at four of those today in the Greek. Sorry, I, I, I'm not going to apologize, actually, for using Greek words up here. I think it's really important for us to see and understand the, the difference in these 
So those are four of them. I'm not going to take time to go over each of those. <clears throat> but I want you to know that doulos, say doulos with me. Doulos, that means slave. And, and, and the, that word doulos is, is, is really the most used servant word in our New Testament. A slave. You know, when we think about slavery, we think that's not a good thing, right? We understand. God, when he created the world, he told man, you uh, take authority over it, over everything in the water, in the sky, and walking, growing, living thing. He said, take authority over it. You rule over it. Expand over the earth and rule over it. But there's one thing he did not Tell man to rule over, and that's each other, to own each other. So when we think about slave, you know, we think about in history, slavery throughout history, the, the people that were bound up in slavery and abused, and yes, it was horrendous, atrocious, we should reject that. Can we just use the biblical term, though, and understand how it's used in the Bible? Because this is what shocked me. I didn't know what I'm about to show you. I didn't realize this. When we look at slave or doulos, Kittle's Theological Dictionary of the New Testament. This is I love original languages. I love languages, first of all. But... Kittle's Theological Dictionary of the New Testament is a 10-volume set, and it's the Cadillac of all of those uh, word study helps. And you have to understand Greek to even be able to use it, but I want you to see what Kittle said about doulos. He said, doulos is the status of a slave or an attitude corresponding to that of a slave. Then he says, doulos is a slave. The meaning is so unequivocal and self-contained that it's superfluous to give examples of the individual terms. So if you're trying to compare doulos with anything else, you just have to come down to this. It means slave. Now, now in the Roman Empire, this was kind of shocking to me. Do you realize that one out of every five people was a slave? It was a common thing in that day. And it's used throughout the Bible, too much to go into with the Old Testament, but I want you to see something. In the New Testament, in the King James Version, if you did a search on the word slave in the New Testament, that's how many times you would find it. Okay? That's interesting, right? Zero. In the New King James, they bumped it up to 18 and 34 for the whole Bible. And you'll see as I go through each one of these, the ESV, the RSV, the NIV, you see how the number is climbing. We get to, down to the NASB, the New American Standard, at 62. The message has 39 in the New Testament. The New Living Translation has 48. And y'all... The Bible that I'm using now, the Holman Christian Standard Bible, I went, look at there. 
91 times it translates doulos as slave. The word doulos is actually in our New Testament 91 times. And look what happened back in history. And if you trace this back, it can go back to the Reformation. It was a time when slavery was going down as a, a reputation. It, the, 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 uh, the idea of someone owning somebody else was getting to be, hey, that's not right. And so when we get into the New Testament and translating that from the original language, they avoided the term slave. So throughout the New Testament, when you've been reading the New Testament, you don't see slave except for when it means somebody that owns somebody else. But the vast majority of the use of slave is in reference to us as believers. Now here's the thing that dawned on me. We cannot talk about deaconing until we start with doulosing. We talk about us being sons and daughters in the kingdom, children of God. We talk about, the Bible talks about it. Talks about us being sheep, about us being branches. And, and those are all so good. But here's what's dawned on me. We very seldom talk about us being a slave to God. We can't get to the deacon part unless we recognize this. Not enough time to unpack this whole thing today. Let me just see. I am a slave of God. Can you think of some scripture that says, I mean, we ought to write a song about that. I'm no longer... A slave to sin, fear, I am a slave of God. Can you imagine that song? Can you think of any scriptures that talk about us being slaves to God? Yeah, that's, what it, that's what we translate it to. All of those other versions, they translate to bondservant. But they avoided, it was a, popular word in English but the translators chose not to use it because of the connotations let's just call it I am a slave now you know I, I struggle with this because I've got I came up with this wonderful way to share the gospel anybody seen this I've worked this over with uh, students and taught how to do evangelism. I've got two guys here. One that's carrying the weight of the world. And the other one's jumping up and is free. And basically, I lead other people. As they look at one of these two. The, the, the one with the weight of the world. And the one that's jumping up. I lead them to saying, this guy's like a slave. And this guy's like a son. And I, it, it, here's, what it, here's what hit me. Okay, well, let's, let's do it this way. When you think about slavery, how does someone become a slave? How do you become a slave? How do you become somebody's slave? Okay, but 
Well, look, there's a slave uh, platform. They're bid on. There's a price that's paid. Y'all listen, you were bought with a price. You're no longer your own. You're bought with a price. And it's not money, but the precious blood of Jesus. So, the picture is this. First, before becoming a son or becoming a friend, now I'm looking at that cross and say, that was the payment. When Jesus said, it is finished, it means paid in full. We have been slaves to the law of sin and death, slaves to sin. We're born into it. But Jesus saw us on that table and he says, I'm putting my life down for you. We talk about accepting him. Well, look, let's, let's think about this. Boy, I'm going to have to use more time next time because I'm not going to get this all done today. If, 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 you, if there is a slave, there must be a, a master. No man can serve two masters. Right? You are my disciples if you follow me, obey my commandments. What's that? Masters, a slave relationship. That Galatians passage, Galatians 5.13, when it says, serve one another, that's doulos. Slave. It's the verb form. If you look in, in, we'll put the scripture up next time. But if you look in the letters, you'll find Paul, John, Peter, James. They all say, I am a slave of Christ. Fundamental, foundational. And they use the word doulos that Kittle says that it's, it, there's no way you can even do any more word studies about slave. Doulos means slave. 91 times we see it in Holman. Christian Standard Bible. Have you received Jesus as your? What do we say? No, what do we say? Have, have you received Jesus as your Lord and Savior? And we put a strong emphasis on Savior. Do you know how many times Savior is written in the Bible? 32 to 34 times. Lord, what does Lord mean? A Lord has slaves. And Lord is mentioned 7,000 plus times in our Bible. 34, have you received Jesus as your, we should be going, have you received Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Because he it's because he's Lord that he can be our Savior. Now what Debbie talked about earlier, we, she wouldn't even have to said that if we all recognize our slaveship to Jesus. Because once we are his, we are slaves to him. Here's what he says. You're not just slaves. You are my friends. <laughs> 
So the difference in, in having a miserable life as a slave and a great life is the master. And what we do in Christianity is we move from slavery to the sin and the law of sin and death into slavery to God, slavery to Jesus. And, and he paid the price on the cross for us becoming a slave to him. He bought us. First of all, he owned us because he created us. And now he owns us because he's redeemed us. But not only did he redeem us and say, okay, you are mine. He said, not, you're not just a slave, you are my friend. But not only are we his friend. I think I can do it. So I am a friend to God. We could write a song about that. Not only are we his friend, but he has adopted us into his family. Now we are children of God. And so as a child of God, I'm an ambassador for Christ, which makes me a co-heir with Jesus. But it starts with, I am a slave. If we would get, I, somebody said to me the other day, one of our younger prayer warriors said, the next move I believe that God's going to do in the body of Christ is going to be repentance. If we understand that we are slaves of God from the beginning, that he paid the price for us to be his, that's repentance right there. We've just got the emphasis on the wrong syllable. We talk about Savior and not Lord. But I'm a slave, I've be, I become a friend, I'm a child of God, I'm an ambassador for Christ, I'm a co-heir with Jesus. He owns us and he owns everything about us. Amen? So, I am a doulos. Y'all say that with me. I am a doulos, a doulos of God. Say that. I am a doulos, a doulos of God. We're not meant to rule and own each other. But we come under his lordship. He is our lord and master. Would you spend some time this week just searching through the scriptures and Try to find a Holman Christian Standard Bible that really does a good job with this. So if you're a do-lots, it means I'm going to do lots. You can remember do-lots from that, okay? So this week... As, as you're surrendered to him as your Lord and Savior, if you confess him as Lord, and the word says you, nobody can confess that Jesus is Lord unless the Spirit of God is in him. But, but if we would get his Lordship settled in our hearts, y'all, I'm telling you, there's so much preaching that would just go away. If we know that he owns us. We are his. So, we can't talk about deaconing, which means waiting on tables, until we understand that we are His, and everything we have is His. Okay? Peter said, 
don't, he said to the leaders in the church, don't lord, don't take your position and lord that over others. Why? Because every one of us, none of us are anybody else's slave. And we should fight for that. Fight. When you see somebody else go, no. I want to throw a log on that fire. Come on. Because I want to see them be able to say no. Make a choice themselves. The body of Christ should not be taking authority from people, but restoring authority to them. That's the reason we combat that spirit of fear with love. We can charge the gates of hell. You know, now there's the modern uh, sex trafficking uh, uh, ministries all over the world. Uh, uh, what's no the the slave one? What? Not for sale. That that's a whole ministry that we got connected with a long time ago. Not for sale. I'm already his, and we should be helping everybody else to know they are his. If we got this right, y'all, we wouldn't have girls going around advertising something that wasn't for sale. It'd change the way we dress and the way we act. Because <laughs> we're not ours. We can't sell ourselves. We're his. You hear what I'm saying? We're still living like we're slaves to sin. Everybody has a master. It's either the devil or a person, yourself, or Jesus. I'm going to agree with Paul, Peter, John, James. I'm going to agree with them and say, I'm a slave to Jesus. I'm a slave of Christ. I am a do lots. Do lots, and I'm going to do lots. All right. So, Father, I ask that you would seal this in us, that you would help us even in this next week to be able to dig into this. Lord, help us to see others that are living in bondage and to remind them that the price has already been paid for that bondage, that they can be free from that and become a slave to a great master. There's one passage that says he is master and Lord. And the word in the Greek for master there is despot. <laughs> in a good sense, every authority to him. Master and Lord, you are Jesus. Master and Lord, we bow the knee before you. We surrender to you. We say yes to you. So, Lord, would you take us on a journey this week? Y'all, fear would have no place in us if we knew who our master was. Do you know what I can do to you? You can't do anything to me. I'm not yours. Somebody cuts you off when they're driving. Somebody speaks rudely or harshly to you. And the spirit of fear stirs up a reaction? No. You are in authority. You're a slave of Christ, a friend, a child, an ambassador, a co-heir, and we co-reign with Jesus.
Lord, seal this in us and help us to walk differently this week and help us to be a part of restoring the authority that you've given to us as your children. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, we've got one more thing we need to do. I'm done with that. We've got one more thing we need to do before we get out of here. But can, can you, anybody need to throw a, a small, don't throw a whole tree on the fire, but like a branch? Anybody want to add to what, what, we've, what I've said? Anything that is already resonating in you? Yeah, Wendy. Okay, all right. Who will be the mic runner? Field, you want to do that? Take that back to Wendy. She raised her hand up first. Johnny, I just wanted to follow up and say, when you were talking about the, the young women in our culture being sold out or even selling themselves, we've got to talk about the young men as well. We do. If they have the Lord as servant, um, if they have a servant's heart to be his slave, that he is their master, they're not going to look for what is being sold in this fleshly world. They're going to be sold out to him and him only. And so men, women, young ladies, young men, we've got to encourage one another through the love of Christ to be sold out and a slave unto him, no matter what sex. Wow, Wendy, that's great. We should have swapped roles. You should have addressed the women. I should have addressed the men. But, because, but, but the truth is, we don't have that authority over anybody else. So for us to take advantage... For men to take advantage of women is wrong. They're not yours. We are a slave. We're under authority. Tim? You ask, how do you become a slave? You're either forced or you sell yourself. So we're both friends and slaves, but we choose to become a slave and we stick an awl through our ear to the door. Yes. For Jesus. For Come Jesus. on, man. Thank you. We, we choose we make a choice. to be a slave. Well, here it is. He's already paid the price and he says it's finished. It's paid in full. The choice is ours to accept it. Yes, if, if, we, if we don't accept it, it's not ours. We're still living in slavery. Our freedom has been paid from that wicked, horrible master. We've got freedom now. Okay? Thank you guys for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to subscribe to us on Spotify or iTunes. If you would like to learn more about New Horizons Christian Fellowship, then please visit the links in the description to learn more. Thank you for listening, and remember, the service begins now.